Hey, this is Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. I'm also just about anywhere podcasts are at. I'm on there. Uh, I'm on the Liberty Movement YouTube channel and BitChute as well. BitChute's been acting weird lately, though, so I've been able to upload. Um, I'm not entirely sure this one will go up in the Liberty Movement or not. We'll see how the conversation goes because a lot of you guys know that that is like especially for non-political cultural stuff. Um, so only some of my uh, episodes go up there. Uh, with that being said, uh, I'm it's starting to get to be a little bit handful. So if anyone out there who'd be interested in starting to take that over and run it, for those who are familiar with it, hit me up, uh, the Liberty Movement Global at gmail.com. All right, moving on. My guest today is Typo uh, from Biting the Bullet. And uh, the topic we're going to talk about today is liberty messaging. Obviously, we'll probably talk about other shit as well. That's just going to kind of be the main topic. Uh, also give me fucking money. I'm always about that. Uh, patreon.com slash no way Jose 2020. Uh, you can give me crypto at and the fed dot app. Um, this will be coming out a week after this announcement. I announced on Twitter is, uh, some people know, personally know I'm actually still active duty military. Um, I'm getting out a few months and so things will start a little bit tighter and I'm right now I'm currently losing money doing this, which I don't mind right now, but in a few months, if that's still the case, which is really not asking much. I literally just need three more patrons and I'll be fucking breaking even. That's all I want to not lose money. It's really hard to justify to my wife why the fuck I'm doing this. If I'm wasting time and money, at least I'll just be wasting time. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, let's go ahead and bring on typo. Uh, shoot the shit. Like I said, give me money. So I fucking can keep doing this. Literally just need three patrons and I'll fucking, I'll do this for goddamn forever. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's go and bring on pa- typo. What's up, dude? <laughs> Hear me begging for fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh that dude that was one of the hardest things we we had our episodes for free for like uh like the first 30 i think well actually all of our episodes are free every single one of them are free what i mean is like we didn't start asking for money until like episode like 30 or 40 and we felt so weird about it we were like uh we, can you give us money because now we got all these subscriptions and like we want to get better equipment dude when we started we were we were recording out of a, a broken mic stand that luke put in a boot a marine corps boot and he put it in the middle of a room on the on uh, a stool, and it was me, Luke, and Jared just screaming into a fucking rigged <laughs> boot mic, and that's how we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's funny. I didn't start. Uh, I don't. I don't remember when it was like around ten to twenty ish. But if anything, I wish I'd done it from right from the beginning because you you you'd be surprised how little people pay. <laughs> little people do it. It's only like the big dogs yeah. that really get the money. I'm mean, not that I ever have any delusions of making big money or like even living, living yeah. off this. Like I'm not going to get rich or even be able to, this is a, at best I might be able to, I don't know, one day aspire to maybe being like a quarter or an eighth of my income. <laughs> like that would yeah. be, and that's like way down the road. Like right now it's like, I just want to not lose money. <laughs> like that'd be fucking yeah. cool. So, cause I got to pay for the stream yard and it's really not asking for much, but uh, a quick let everybody know if you guys hear some meowing, I have some little baby kitties to the side over here. Uh, a lot of you guys know my side business. I breed kitty cats. Um, so, you know, fucking got a multiple revenue streams is always a good move. Um, so anyways, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, let, let them know who you are, what you're about, all that good shit. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is uh, I go by typo. Uh, my real name is Tyler Brockhouse. I'm uh, I was really originally from Illinois. I uh, pretty much grew up in Southern Illinois until I was 18, and then I decided to join the Marine Corps. Um, it kind of was like my family. Everyone in my family did it, so it seemed like the right thing for me. And then I got out of the Marine Corps in um, while well, I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan, and then I went to 29 Palms, California, 
And uh, then in 2000, I guess 16 is when I guess I became more political. Maybe 15 is when Donald Trump started running. And uh, that's kind of became more political. At least I started paying attention more. Um, And then toward the end of my, probably about a year left of my Marine Corps career, I was, uh, that's when I kind of became more, way more interested in like libertarianism. Uh, Fucking Gary Johnson worked on me. I mean, I was saying that, uh, what is it, fiscally conservative and socially liberal. I was telling all my friends and family that stuff. (laughs) um, But uh, then, I mean, I got out of the Marine Corps with uh, a a very bad taste in my mouth from uh, the military in general, the Marine Corps, um, the government, like, I don't know, everything. I gave college a try and it didn't work out for me very well. Didn't like it at all. And, uh, and then I decided that, um, I guess it was 2019. It was me and my friend, me, two of my other Marine Corps buddies that, uh, we were going to start a podcast because, well, we, I don't know. We, when we first thought about it, we were just arguing in the backyard, talking about politics all the time. And people thought we were crazy and then um, the I guess they used to be called the fag cast. They kind of really boosted us and uh, they really helped us out and gave us publicity and interviews on their show and stuff. And they kind of helped us helped us boost up a lot. But the biggest thing we f- wanted to start it for is because we were three Marine Corps veterans and it felt like there wasn't that many. And at least at the time, we thought there wasn't very many like uh, libertarians or people even like anarchists, self-complained anarchists that are veterans out there. And, um, I mean, so we started a podcast and then as we slowly were growing, we found out really quick that we were not the only ones out there. There was plenty of others. I mean, when we were going, when we were starting, we, it was like uh, state, state Matt from status quo. He was starting about the same time we were. So we ran into him, Pat from uncensored tactical. He's, he was started recently. Um, uh, it used to be a podcast. I don't think they're going anymore, but vet, V for V vets for volunteer volunteerism i think um they they started and um it was really cool to finally find some other vets and uh connect with uh to like build this sort of liberty community and like veterans and you you can transition from the marine corps and be anti-government and anti-state and that's kind of the atmosphere we try to push on our podcast buying the bullet we've been going for like two years now and uh i think that pretty much describes me yeah, no, it's funny. Like I was saying, I'm, I put out a post kind of just essentially outing myself today, um, fucking being military. And I was, it is, there was a shitload of people who were saying the same exact shit. So it's a, it's big. I mean, I know me at work. I, it's not like I don't really know anyone else. I think I might know of vaguely maybe one person who considers himself an, an anarchist. I know of probably a good, a, a decent handful that consider themselves libertarians. I mean, most of them, most of the demographic of the military is usually like either, center left or conservative types so because it's i mean there's a pretty good mix so there's a but uh i mean mostly it's conservative types and even them like you can tell they're kind of over it like if they ever get into it it's kind of just like a yeah like if you ever get into the argument with them they're usually kind of like well yeah you're right you know and they just don't usually ever go they're almost like defeated you know like it's like they don't really have anything to say it's like they know at this point you know yeah yeah and (laughs) honestly there's not a lot of people that are like really politically at least in my opinion there wasn't a lot of people that were super political in the military i mean there was people that were like they would say they're conservative on surface level they're like yeah i was a republican like ah the democrats are trying to take my guns or something like that and that's why i joined the military they never take my guns or i don't know like but like 
uh, I don't know. I, I've seen some some extreme people that like they're they're all really big into whatever. But the mo- most political people I ever met was outside the military when people were veterans. I don't know what it is, but veterans I run into are very like they're in your face about their politics a lot of the times. So it's really weird. No, that's definitely a thing. Uh, hey, what what was your MOS when you were in? You were, I believe, I've heard before. You were non-combat, right? Yeah, I was an intelligence analyst. Uh, well, that kind of leads into my next point because I want to get into like messaging in this episode, and I think I kind of wanted to initially start out with like messaging, like while in and while out, and I also kind of wanted to caveat that with being non-combat because I'm in a non-combat role as well. I'm a I would consider itself operational because I'm a, I actually do like is like pretty because. I know where where I'm at. We have what we'll call noners and like and like everyone else because noners are non-essentials. So those would be like your fucking okay. assholes that are like folding uh, towels at the fucking gym on base. You know, like they're yeah. like the useless ones, the ones that like even if you buy into the idea of that needing a military and the mission having to go on, what do you really need? Like those people are what, the ones you don't are considered the noners. So we, I'm mm-hmm. still like operational. Like I am somebody you would actually need to be able to keep it going because I fix the planes, but, uh, and intelligence probably would fall into that as well. But, um, point being, I'm getting at, neither of us are combat. So like, I feel like, you know, you see yeah. people like Shane Hazel and shit, they're like fucking certified badasses, And you're like, it's kind of weird. I feel like, like it's this weird dynamic. Cause even like within the military, you're talking to people. It's like, like people know, like, dude, you, you've never fucking seen any shit. Like, and yeah. then, but then there's mm-hmm. also this weird dynamic on the outside where they just assume you've seen shit. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very yeah, it's very weird. Uh, You you've hit nail on the head. I mean, everyone outside of the military, they assume that you are like this PTSD went through hell. You were in Afghanistan, stepped on IEDs. Like I don't know, they think the absolute like craziest scenario, or at least in some level that happened to you. That's what they think. But in the military, that's not how it is at all. Everyone's looking. They're checking those ribbons, or they're checking your combat patch, whatever, whatever branch you have that signifies that you've actually done something. And that's what they justify. They, they, they. And most people in the military don't experience, uh, you know, combat. I mean, I think I don't even know what the statistics are, but most people in the military are all either they're basically you're pretending to be fighting the whole time while you're in the, in the military. I mean, there's sometimes that people can do some deployment of some sort, but um, most of the time you're not seeing any combat. Like that's just the reality of most people in the military. I think there was a higher statistical chance that you could be killed in Chicago than there is being in the military in the streets of Afghanistan. Like it's just not that it's not as crazy as it used to be. Definitely like in the early, uh, early pushes and then like oh seven and oh three yeah it's kind of the same dynamic of people always go about how cops are they have the most dangerous job and they're really like fucking douchey about it and it's like dude you like it's really not that dangerous it's kind of the same thing with military and i don't know if you have the same thing i it really fucking irritates me the way some people are in the military and out the military like people like veterans about like how i mean it's one thing to be proud of your service but some people that's like their identity and it's like yeah. And you know, I mean, yes, maybe there's a small chance they're a badass, but most likely they aren't. And, and I feel like the ones who have done some shit usually aren't the ones like that. So it's usually the dudes who like, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, they drove a truck or something like, or they, yeah. they you know, like, it's like, what are you, I don't know, it irritates me. Like I saw some dude who, uh, on Twitter to bring it up as an example, he fucking put, uh, because we were kind of going to argument and then he like quote tweeted and he put some shit like, uh. Uh, it's crazy how people like see veteran and patriot in my fucking uh, bio 
and and act like they're dirty words. I'm like, no, it's just gay and cringe. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it, it makes you seem like you're just some dude who was folding towels and now is fucking flexing on the normies back home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. What it seems like. I mean, I don't know what it was like for you, but um, when I was in the Marine Corps, there it, like there's like these fa- this phase you go through where like you when you first become a marine and boot or graduate boot camp or whatever you're like you're very proud of it you're like you think you're the you know, top of the world you've done the coolest thing ever and then as you go farther into your career you realize everyone else that's been in for a while it like they start making fun of you for being proud of being in the military like they start laughing at you like all the time. If if you if you were wearing like a Marine Corps shirt, they're like, wow, dude, gay. Like, I don't know. Like people <laughs> did not like it when you when people would like if someone got a mototet, oh my god, God forbid they got a mototet right, right after graduating boot camp. Because the people would make fun of them like almost so bad that like people would just start covering it up. Like they were like having pride in the military was weird because if you're if you're around civilians, um the, the have you it's easy to come off as like prideful because there's no other like someone in the military around so you can like yeah i was in the marine corps like whatever like blah 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 but i don't know what it was when i was in the marine corps like actually around on the base and around other marines like they like i don't know we would make fun of each other if you were acted like you were any sort of proud about being in the marine corps like oh, i don't know it's such a weird dynamic but then then i have the same people that are outside of the marine corps like you said and they make it their identity and i think it's I think it has a lot to do with, um, I don't know if it's like, they all, even the people that cling to it after they get out, um, even they were smart enough to get out. But I think that like, it is like, they almost do make the military so part of your identity. And it's like, you meet, I don't know, I would consider when I was in the Marine Corps, I met the best of friends. So I don't know, I think people are, when they get out and they get away from the military, they're kind of searching for that, like, I don't know, belonging. They've trying they don't they want to belong to a group and now that they're out of the military it doesn't feel like they're in a group anymore. I don't I don't know. I don't know exactly, but it's Yeah, and to be to be fair, I'm shitting on like veterans a little bit, but it is like there's partially a, a bit of it that's like the only ones you really know are veterans are the ones who are making it a thing because otherwise we're just human beings. Like you're not just going to see the dude walking in the <laughs> yeah. in the supermarket and go that dude's a fucking veteran. Like you're not going to know unless he's wearing his fucking, you know, his little hat or whatever or you know what I mean? Like wearing his fucking shirt that said he was at whatever deployment or whatever you know you know what i mean like you can kind of tell the ones who are like wearing it on their sleeves quite literally uh yeah <laughs> quick side are you you gotten into these like neocon wars at all like on twitter like or just like any of that shit um not with, you know- like the not the i i mean i followed the whole like uh what's his name cat cassidy or castle or whatever i followed that whole thing with clint when he went on there and debated him and and well ace went on there and debated him i followed that whole thing and um but i mean i i argue with neocons pretty much i i haven't ran, argued with them much on twitter lately but anytime i see any i i try to argue with them as much as i can uh but i i wasn't part of like the the bashing on the big group the big ones that everyone found that had a youtube channel which was fucking wild to me yeah no i only bring it up because there's only there was really only like a handful of them and uh one of them was this young marine you can tell he's young and he's wearing his marine in his profile pic or his, his uniform in his profile pic and like so he's one of those and he's like super hoorah about all that shit and i remember i wish i could remember the some of the shit i was hurling in him but it was so much fun because i was like i'm able to come from that perspective of being of being in or like knowing how it is i mean like this dude is probably some new motherfucker who like is super gung ho and is like super happy about it in that phase still. And he's all like, 
trying to find some ideology to justify his existence instead of yeah. just like dying inside like the rest of us that are in <laughs> and like he fucking, <laughs> yeah and yeah. He, he like so he's still trying to find a way to deal with the cognitive dissonance and i'm just like i was it was just i really wish i could remember what some shit i said to him because i was just shitting on him being like i bet like i bet you your buddies that, that yeah, at work still don't fucking like you <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like you're the like, dude that has his, yeah. pro, his uniform and his profile pic nobody likes that dude <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know if you've probably seen him, but it's like the Muslim Marine on Twitter. He's the guy always calling for uh, gun control. And every time his tweets were like, when I was in the Marine Corps, I had a a weapon of war called the M16 and like goes on about how civilians shouldn't have this shit. And every time it's like his picture is like from him when he was like, I don't know, like 20 years old. And I know it, it, it looks like he was in the 90s and he's talking about like gun control man like i don't know but people clean i mean my dad's guilty of this too like my dad every time it's like the marine corps birthday he's putting a picture of him in desert storm always (laughs) on his profile picture i'm like okay dad that's kind of cool but stop doing it every year i'm glad you brought the muslim marine i actually looked into him once and he's like he had like a desk job and he also like he had some sort of like hr type thing and he actually narked out a fuckload of marines (laughs) i don't know the exact details are you serious (laughs) yeah something like that yeah Dude, then he's oh my god, he's the if, worst of the worst. No, he's awful. And the funny thing is, too, though, he always clings to like, oh, I was in the Marine. And it's like, dude, you didn't fucking do shit. And it's like, for example, I've been in eleven years. I I think I maybe have shot two or three times. One of which was in basic. I don't know how wow. often you qualified. I mean, that's uh, once a year, but it, it's not like that's that impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, you're also a Marine, so it's a little bit different, but um. I mean, the point is, like, you, my point I'm getting at is even once a year is, like, doesn't make you no. a fucking weapons expert. <laughs> no. no, dude. That's, that's legit, though. Uh, I mean, I, I did shoot a little bit more, maybe because I was on uh, different field ops and stuff like that. Um, but most, like, a lot of the admin dudes, like S1, like, they only shoot once a year. They get, like, the bare minimum qualification and then like somehow someone puts a stamp and, like, this guy's ready for combat if ever need be. And it's it's just like a joke now. I mean, the military is just all about pass. Like, if you can pass, good. We just need a warm body in that position and to to do these meaningless tasks. And that's what that's what they're okay with nowadays. It's not much better. Like the Marine Corps prides itself. They always they I mean, the Marine Corps is like the biggest theater show. They have to put on this show because that's all they got. Like the Marine Corps is this bastard child in the military, so they have to put on this whole facade about how we're like the biggest, baddest, tough motherfuckers. And in some senses, yeah, (laughs) in some sense we are like in certain things, but overall, it's just it's just clear autism is leading us. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's just funny that that's the case. And like, I don't know how you guys would qualify for us. It literally is like herding cattle or sheep. They're just like, come here, here's a gun. Uh, here's what it does. Um, all right, let's go fucking shoot. Um, uh, you, I literally have seen them like to qualify for people getting. I've seen them poke holes to add extra to get people qualified, and like oh. multiple times, they're just like they're just trying to get people through. Like they don't want to have to see you again. And yeah. if you fail, you come back another day, and they're like, "All right, you're qualified again." <laughs> there's a term for there's a term for that in the Marine Corps. It's called uh, so it, it's called work in the pit, and it's called pit love. <laughs> If someone in the pit that's because it, it, your target that they shoot at, there's two Marines that pull it down and pull it up and whatever. And if if they see so like if I'll, I've seen it happen where they pull it down and they see the guy hit it 
and it's way off the target, like the center at least. And someone just stabs a hole right in the middle. It's like, looks like a five to me. And throws that bitch back up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one gives a shit. They know you're not going to, like, do a damn thing. It's it's, it's just, like, it's, yeah. it's it's just meaningless. It's just basically pomp and circumstance to be like, see, we're the armed forces. Cool. Like, Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's literally so they can show on a piece of paper that you did this. That's yeah. all it's there for. No, so it's, they, yeah, they can do you know have their standards met up to it's it's ridiculous. Now you said, did you say you started getting a little more political while you were in, or wasn't it? Or it wasn't until you were out. It was definitely while I was still in the Marine Corps. Uh, I just I started paying attention to Donald Trump because I just thought it was wild, and I actually really liked Trump at first. Um, I just thought he was funny. My parents were Trump supporters, um, but then I don't know. There's a lot of things that. I didn't like about him. Um, mainly, it was actually a weird story, but uh, my captain in the Marine Corps, he happened to be a libertarian, and uh, he was at the, so my last like two years I was with him, and I never even heard of the Libertarian Party, but he was talking about Libertarian Party, and, and he talked a little bit about Ron Paul. And I was, I had no, I had no idea. And he, and he, but like, so this was the weirdest part was like, we would be going over like, I don't know, some weird in, in, in intelligence analysis of like Afghanistan or like some terrorist organization or whatever. And we would like go over like all what they're, you know, m most likely avenues of approach and courses of actions they would take in like these certain operating environments. Um, but while he was explaining that to me, he was telling me like, pretty much the truth about what was going on because he would i don't even remember the exact details but he would just be like we actually armed them like six years ago and i was like what like and it just like it, all these inconsistencies with what i was taught before and i don't know i just like when he was explaining like just small little details like that it wasn't even like the the, the stuff i know now um it just started to wake me up and i was like and I became more political because I was in the Marine Corps, too, because I had to for my job. Like, I had to study the political atmosphere of different countries and stuff. So as them teaching me how to do that, I became more interested in what was going on in our American politics. Um, so that's where it kind of started was pretty much that captain in the Marine Corps. Um, and he, he kind of showed me the light a little bit. And then I found Gary Johnson and was on his train for a while and, and so on and so forth. <laughs> which we'll get we'll get to that type here soon because that'll tie into like the kind of current events uh what i want what i was driving at though is because you you started having your shift while in how did you see messaging being to other people in while you were in like did you see like how did you approach that were you were you like upfront about messaging. it were you yeah messaging you essentially messaging from like the libertarian party like what do you mean not even party. I, I generally don't even like this. Is the ideology. Like, how did you interact oh. with other people? Was this the thing you came up? You brought up. How would you approach it when it did come up? Would you skate around it? Would you? I mean, it's a little bit different. Were you identifying as an anarchist at the time? Because it is like I feel like whether you identify as an anarchist is kind of, or do you even now? I don't even know if you do now. Yeah, I consider myself an anarchist now. Okay. Um, when it basically, I would, I would just start talking about things that. At first, I would start talking about things that I knew nothing about. Like, I would start talking, I was, because, um, I guess, it, I don't know, I think that it, maybe with Donald Trump, the military maybe got more political, but it seemed like I was, with the groups that I was friends with when I was in the Marine Corps, I don't know why, but we loved to get drunk in, like, the smoke pit and just talk for hours. 
Well, a lot of times it ends up in some like religious or uh, political debate, um, which is it's almost meaningless. But um, we would just talk about different things like that. So when I started finding about Gary Johnson, I started talking to people and a lot of people it kind of resonated with. They're like, oh, that sounds good. But they're like, oh, but it's the libertarians are never going to win type of thing. And I was like, but it, but they're good ideas. I don't understand. And um, so a lot of people it resonated with that I talked to pretty much one on one. Talking to my dad a lot helped. And um, but I don't uh, a lot of times, though, it, it was always like they, they would laugh at me. Like they would say those are really good, good ideas. But it's Gary Johnson, and they would just laugh at me, like, "How could we even vote this guy in as president?" So, like, I was always losing the battle, and I'd be like, "Oh, but Hillary's worse, and Donald Trump is worse," and it was never. So, I actually probably toward the end, I, I stopped arguing with people because I was like, "I don't want, I don't want people to think I'm stupid trying to convince you to vote for the guy that doesn't know where Aleppo is." <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe we'll make that come full circle because I, th- I think I can kind of see why. I think there was a reason why. For one, you're obviously still getting your footing, like, you know, figuring yeah. things out. But I, I think there's something too why it was kind of almost this, uh, oh, well, that's cute type thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll go ahead and spoil it a little bit. I'm kind of getting at, you know, bold messaging, um, you know, it's kind of where we're going for. But we'll, we'll get into that. Now, now that you're out, how do you find messaging going with people who are like other military, whether they be in or out? Like, are you, like, are you bold about it? Oh, another thing, just to back up a little bit, I was kind of getting at how, if you're anarchist, cause that's another thing too, is like, I feel like there's something weird about like, there's this weird divide of once you finally decide to call you an anarchist and people almost see anarchists as being crazy. And so there's this like, do you claim it? Do you not? So I think like it plays yeah. a lot into messaging when you're dealing with people, you know, are you just saying like, Oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, we need to be a little less bad than these guys. Or are you just saying, fuck this whole goddamn thing. Let's tear it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, for, for me, I, I kind of, I don't know. I do both. I think I'm kind of bold sometimes with it. And then sometimes I kind of lean, just kind of quietly lean into it. Um, what I mean is I don't, I don't really outright, especially when I'm like talking to normies a lot, I guess I don't outright say I'm an anarchist, but I'm never afraid to admit it. So if they ever, everyone ever asked me or anything, I'll say like, Oh, I don't really, you know, believe in that I'm an anarchist or like, I kind of just, try to get it to roll off the tongue like it's normal <laughs> but uh, a lot of people don't like oh it's not that they don't like they're just shocked and don't understand and it's like you're a weirdo so most of the time if i'm talking to someone that i think is like a conservative or right-leaning i try to talk in terms in their language so i kind of change my argument depending on who i'm talking to and how do i approach it it's something i've actually just started kind of doing because before i would always the before the biggest thing I would always talk about was the war. And I would always like bring up, you know, what we're doing in the Middle East, how it's a waste of time, you know, all the inconsistencies, the atrocities, everything I could. And a lot of people and most of everyone would agree like, oh, that's terrible. We need to stop that. But no one cares. Like a lot of people just don't care about like the war right now. Like it's just not a thing. Like COVID's happening. Why are we worrying? Why are we talking about the war? COVID's happening. And the war has I mean, become I, the national debt is what it's become. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I, I try, I would try like brutal messaging like that. Like I would just straight up, like they're killing babies. Like there's babies starving in the street. And I mean, that came off probably a little too aggressive for people most of the time. So I kind of changed my rhetoric a little bit and I don't, re- and I'm not really the guy that would, 
if I hear people talking politics, I don't just like run up there like I know I can I can add to this conversation. I kind of just like let like if it's a if I'm talking to friends, I'm I'll let the conversation come up and just give my opinion on it. And I try not to force it down people's throats anymore. And that's what I have the podcast for. I'll force it down people's throats on there. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think I come at more strategically now than I did before. Like I think before I was trying to act like a, like a, just like another party member, like vote for my party. This guy will do it. Now I don't really bring up a political party or anything. I just kind of talk factual about things and like the re try to bring a reality to the situation instead of people being filled with like the propaganda that we they all hear about. Yeah, no, there's definitely a distinction between like. I think that like one of the main things caught from that was a distinction between dealing with people on an individual level and dealing with like say in a larger whether it be social media or say you're a party yeah. or whatever. Also, another thing I kind of want to touch on real quick. One of the main things I watch for, like to tell if anyone's worth a damn, like if I see them identify themselves by the party, and this isn't even to be like go into like whether you should operate within politics or not. If you identify yourself by the party and not by the ideology, I immediately basically kind of write you off. Like, cause it's kind of like this person is coming from a spot that I don't, I mean, I guess maybe write him off. not the right way to put it, but I kind of like, I'm immediately suspect. Like, like, cause yeah, for like, sure. like, I don't give a fuck what your platform is. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's something, but that, that party, uh, I don't know that party, like mindset that they have. Yeah. yeah. That party mindset. I can't even argue with people like that. Like when they just straight up want to argue, like, well, the Democrats are worse. The Democrats are worse. And it's like, I'm not arguing, like, when I argue about things, I'm not arguing, like, a Democrat or Republican. I'm just trying to point, like, this is what the government does, and this is what's, what the problem is. And But they, they want to argue, well, well, the Democrats would be worse, or if you're talking to a Democrat, they would say the opposite. The Republicans are worse. And that's the, that's all they want to argue about is which party's worse. So I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you about which party's worse. And even if I was a Republican or a Democrat, I don't feel like arguing which party's worse is the better thing. It should be arguing about okay, what do you believe? Like, do you believe in this and believe in that? Because, I mean, most people, like, they don't believe in any, like, half the shit that their party says that they're for. They don't even believe it. They just, I don't know. It's like, it's like to some people, politics is, is just, like, team sport. And and then there's some people that actually believe in the politics. And But uh, I don't know. I, I think, I don't want to be rude, but I, lower status people, it's just a team sport thing. Mm. no yeah that's 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 true for sure um did want to kind of touch on oh fuck i totally had a brain fart uh shit zoned out uh oh no i know what i was gonna say uh fucking um you know what fuck it. let's move on i just had blanked it the fuck out i don't know what's going on in my brain let's move on to current events and tie it into messaging because uh fucking we had some crazy shit happen this past week this will go up next week uh whatever if you, whenever you're watching this, this was recorded a week ago. So the week prior to this was fucking nuts with like the LPKY and all the Holocaust and the Jew shit. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I want your thoughts. Um, and uh, fucking yeah. Let's. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the LPKY whole fiasco? <laughs> well, honestly, um, well, I mean, people want to say that they're like. Sure, the tweet may be maybe a little bit hyperbolic, but at the same time, it gets a lot of traction and it got a lot of attention. I mean, for God's sakes, uh, liber the liber I don't know if it was Dave Smith or the Libertarian Party of Kentucky, but they got Libertarian trending on Twitter, and uh, that's 
that's pretty cool. I've never seen that in like the whole two years I've been on Twitter. Um, so that was really awesome, but I don't understand. I, I, to me, I just didn't understand why so many people were upset. And I was really surprised on like, there was like, there was inner party conflict, like literal political parties from different states were talking shit to each other on Twitter. I was like, oh my God. Um, uh, so what? who was it? Libertarian Party of Nevada? Is that the ones that I, one of the other ones? I don't, I don't yeah. remember. I don't really give a but, shit about party politics, but but yes, one of the other ones came back with some snippy bullshit, and it was like, well, yeah. you know, we'll do it with Bitcoin or some gay shit, and it's like, well, that'll make it yeah. better. <laughs> Something <laughs> stupid <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, or it, it, I don't know, they insulted, I don't know, but then they they were, oh, they defended, no, that's what they did, they defended the vaccine, the Libertarian Party of Nevada. They came out and said they defended private uh, uses. Of the vaccine, which by far was the dumbest stance I've ever heard a libertarian party make. Um, so that, so at the same time that I was like, this this moment for libertarians, it's like really cool. At one point, I was just like, this is awesome, cool for libertarians. And at the same time, I was so mad at libertarians because they were like almost ruining the moment. And I mean, I don't think they did, but I think they tried to ruin the moment. And I, I and who and there's that whole thing about like it being anti-Semitic or whatever, like the tweet from Libertarian Party Kentucky comparing it to the Jewish star, like they said it was anti-Semitic. But then like a day or two later, Israel came out and like compared it to the path the vaccine passport to um what the Holocaust? Did you watch? Sorry, I don't mean to throw you off your vibe, but did you did you watch the fucking podcast with Dave and the and the rabbi? I did not watch. I watched like five minutes of it. I could. Dude, I didn't really watch it anymore. All right. Obviously, he's not the say so in all all Jews in the world. But like, <laughs> but he fucking his argument. He his thing was, oh, it wasn't anti-Semitic. It was anti-Semitic in effect. So like, oh and then, then then on top of that, one of his other main arguments was that. I think Dave pressed him on some shit at one point and he goes, Oh no, 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 no. This, that's not this, this, this not like he basically claimed ownership of the definition of anti-Semitism. And then he goes, pulled it to, Oh, well, well, you know, we basically, we have come together as a community and have got to define it. If anyone gets to define it, we do. And so essentially, so I've been having fun on Twitter and like anytime someone says anti-Semitism, I hopped in, I'd be like, Whoa, 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 let's wait till the council of elder Jews speaks on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's I actually didn't know all that. Wow. Yeah, no. So like, I mean, that I don't know. Like some leftist bullshit. Yeah, like I don't know enough about Judaism, but I, I know that it's like a thing. They're they're known for being like scholars and stuff, and they do like come together and like have kind of like it's kind of the same thing that happens like in academia, academia where they kind of like will fucking you know come to consensus quotation marks kind of shit you know like say with science and stuff so it's the same sort of idea but it's still like uh, no i'm sorry dude i don't give a fuck what you've come up with you don't get to define words for us <laughs> we, we anarchists should just come together and start defining terms i don't, I don't know that we should, you can't define it that way because all anarchists agree on this way <laughs> no it's a it's a it, it was very frustrating to watch that fucking thing because dave was being very polite <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, he's that's what that that's something too like i don't know how polite i could be right away like i don't know if i 
like it seems like Dave and especially like Clint when he went on the Neocon podcast, like I mean he dropped some bombs and they were hilarious. Uh but most of the time like he was very respectful and like I don't know, man. It's like sometimes I just want to call someone like, dude, you're fucking idiot like i don't know how else to describe maybe it's because i'm dumb and i can't intellectually like describe why you're an idiot but like the first instinct is my head is like you're a fucking idiot dude <laughs> yeah this whole past week dude i've been doing nothing but ex- like making the situation worse like i've been riding the line so hard like just dipping it around it like just like humping the line like like i'd be on that line we're like is this racist is it not i don't know <laughs> like, like i legit made a six billion uh, joke to the fucking rabbi but it was like kind of <laughs> that's hilarious that's actually what kind of got him like enraged at first was like kind of me and then he was like well look at these people <laughs> Yeah, and, but yeah. Like, I was only well, shitting on game him. Didn't help this situation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm all about it. I was as soon as this just started happening, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to make this fucking go harder because this kind of ties into my next point. I'm all about this. I'm fuck. I mean, obviously, it's like I'm, we're not. We shouldn't be going around yelling the n word or some craziness. <laughs> but like, but, like <laughs> but if you're right, like. Push the issue. Don't like don't kowtow and be like, oh, maybe that was a little insensitive or whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. like I like I was listening to a podcast, it was actually the Tower Power Hour for those interested, and they were kind of talking about like unity, like the different types of unity, and they were talking about lib unity. And like it was funny how like when you talk to libertarians, like they think lib unity and they immediately think like bottom left, they kind of give it the best possible like idea. And they think they're thinking like Emma Goldman, like people like that. They're like, oh, well, I would team up with them. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, but then you hear like the fucking like party types or like this, the, and they are mean when they say lib unity, they mean like us and them. I've come to the conclusion that those are fucking centrists. Like those motherfuckers, Ooh. like those are centrists. That's what they are. They're, 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 they don't yeah. really have any principles. They're just like, well, let's not be as bad as the other guys. They're just centrists that don't call themselves centrists. And I want to make them as uncomfortable as possible to call themselves libertarian. Like, within yeah. reason. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't want to be like those guys just go around screaming the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. I want them to be like, I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable in this space. They're just completely okay with being, you know, principled and offending people with their principles. Like, fuck you. Like, go eat a dick. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, go fuck yeah. off. It, be a centrist. I don't care. Go say you're centrist. Go have fun standing for nothing. But like, you know, like that's where I'm at. I want them out. Like I'm not even like saying from a party perspective. I'm, a lot of people know I am not pol- political. I'm actually more like the agorist vein. I actually don't advocate. But so far as like within the intellectual space, I'm all about it. If it takes the party, like fucking taking these people out and not claiming themselves libertarian in this like intellectual space. That works out for me too. Like, I don't want them. I don't give a shit. Like, even from outside the politics, I don't want them fucking. I don't want anyone associating me with those types. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I have nothing in common with people like that. I just don't. I want them fucking gone. Like, I don't give a yeah. shit. And <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even, I, I don't think, uh, I don't even think a lot of these people, I think they're just kind of like NPCs, but they're libertarians. Mm. Like, I think they just go wherever the wind blows, like, whatever. Like, if it was, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago and, like, gay marriage was a problem on the, on, on like, it, it was maybe not as a big issue and, like, no one was actually, like, campaigning for it. Well, they're not, they weren't talking about it then. They weren't talking about, like, oh, like, making that the, the highlight of the Libertarian Party. Like, we're all about gay rights. Like, they weren't 
They didn't care about that. But but since the atmosphere has changed and that's what they think they have to do to appease the cathedral. So now like they, they're afraid to like step on any lines and like they're, you know, I, I don't know. You're right. Like, I don't, I don't think I want like this inclusion, like bring everybody in. Everyone's accepted. Like what? Like, no, like, like why? Like, I, I mean, I understand. I would want people that would, would be against the cathedral and like this maybe have some sort of cultural footing in, in America with the libertarian party. I don't really know, but I don't want it filled with these people that aren't afraid to be bold and go, go step up and actually preach something and make, you know, be funny. Like, I don't know, do something that, that it, it, it be offensive, like get attention to yourself. Like, uh, like, I mean, that's, that's, it seems like that's the best way to get attention is you have to rile up a bunch of feathers and on Twitter. That seems the only way that people get attention is like if some person tweets something and a whole bunch of people from this political ideology are pissed off, it's going to bring a lot of attention to that tweet. And I don't know. I, I think that that's the best way to go about it. Just be bold, stand on some principles and say how you feel. Like I'd rather someone in the libertarian party for some reason be a freaking monarchist and start preaching about how we should have a king or whatever and but i'd rather that person have some goddamn principles and stand on some right and he's like i, I want a king but you know i want gun rights and like whatever but he's like i'm done with democracy i want a king I'm like stand on your ground dude like i'm gonna uh, people are probably gonna make fun of you it's a it's really weird especially hearing from an american but at least you're principled and don't change whenever the wind blows the other way yeah no like that's one thing we were i was talking to somebody i was saying i like di at least with like say say for example like diagonal unity like with the fucking ancoms at least they stand for something like yeah <laughs> like it's completely yeah. opposite of what i stand for but at least they stand for something like i don't know uh kind of perfect example i was getting at before though I think this is something worth bringing up is um, fucking David fight. The guy who hosted the, uh, the debate for uh, with um, with the rabbi and Dave, he fucking put some shit, like put some tweet up that was like, Oh, it, like I, me, when I see fucking, uh, when I see Dave thanking uh, the rabbi and Nick Sarwak and it was, uh, or it was like, and it was like, it's like lib unity, it's working or whatever. And then like, then, we we and Tower Gang got together and towered him with Lib Unity as fake and gay, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of like my thing though is like okay if we were talking like legit bottom left sure whatever okay that's that's a different argument but really like I said they're centrists like there's there's nothing there but that's complete mischaracterization uh, characterization of what like Dave was doing he was just being polite like doesn't mean he was being like and it's not even a matter of like being like. Cause it's not a binary choice. It's not unity or not unity. It's like, I think I feel like like the people like the Dave types, they're being like, this is what I'm about and you can fucking come with me or not. I will be polite to you. And that's kind of the, seems to be the tactic he's going with these days. I will be polite to you, but don't mistake that for me being on the same team as you. This is what I'm doing. And if you want to fucking have some principles, you can come fucking hang out with me. <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, I, that's that's definitely the messaging I got from Dave Smith, and that's kind of why the reason why me and Luke decided to join uh, the Mises Caucus. Um, honestly, the Mises Caucus, like, it was one of the I, I, you know, me and Luke were the same way for the longest time, where we hated the like the whole political system. Like, we we thought it was useless, especially after <laughs> 2020. We thought it was fucking useless. Um, but uh, 
I don't know. The Mises caucus is a lot of people I, I found after just going, to, I went to like one of their meetings and uh, it was a lot of people that think pretty much on the same lines as me. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And uh, I, I mean, I don't really know if the political process is the best way. I don't really, I have no idea what I'm even doing, trying to jump into this, like what's a libertarian party. But uh, I found some, a lot of people that think just like me and, honestly for anything i i like hanging out with people that i can say are other anarchists like it's it, you know there's not a lot of us out here i mean i met i met a lot of people online and it's cool that we build like this weird anarchist liberty community on twitter and you know we have all the fun things that we do like tower gang motherfuckers and but like honestly like you want to hang out with people you want to go like play golf or go i don't know play basketball or go do something with like real people um, so it's pretty cool that I was able to meet a bunch of people here in uh, Arizona and potentially get together and hang out. Um, but that's like, honestly, the personal benefit is the best thing that came from it for, for me. But uh, I really think they're the way they're structured and the way they're working. I just think there's some things that they really I don't know if it's a major changes, but at least at the local level, like they you know, I can be, hey, man, I hate this fucking tax. And it's actually something they could be like, oh, we could probably get rid of that and it's like oh cool like it's just a small ass thing here in a local level but it's yeah kind of interesting yeah i mean for me this is a whole other giant discussion i've done multiple podcasts on the subject and i'm able to talk at length so and it's also but in the day like while i said i'm not political at the end of the day like i kind of don't fucking care because it's like mathematically it's insignificant whether you vote or not i don't really give a shit so it's like for me i just choose to if anything i just disregard it like i don't really care i'm focused on getting me and my mind ready or in a good spot and that's all i really give a shit about i'm also not that social of an individual so i don't really need to hang out man it's great mm -hmm. people are i just i don't really like people like that i live out in the country for a reason <laughs> oh, but uh <laughs> uh anyways uh i want to kind of go back to we kind of touched this a little bit but messaging to normies and we kind of touched this i think it's different when you're talking to people on the individual level and like say on like a, a big level, like social media or something, I do think we kind of touch on, it seems like the, what we kind of got to and what I mean you agree on is that the idea, like say on Twitter or social media or say, if you have some platform to talk to people is to be bold, but yeah, on the individual level, like if I'm dealing with people, I'm not going to be like super bold, but the thing is I'm also going to not, not be bold. So like you kind of, I think you kind of got out of that too, where it was like, it, that's like your point of that same thing with me. If someone brings up, I may casually mention I'm an anarchist or I try my best to, or I will say, or I will say something that completely insinuates it. I, it's like, I don't hide from it is basically where I'm at. Like I don't hide from the term. I, uh, you know, like, and even then on top of that, like it's kind of, I feel like sometimes tactically you just got to kind of be a little smarter and realize how to work it with people. Cause I mean, you can kind of read the room and sometimes you know that like, if this is some hoorah fucking MAGA MAGA, like almost borderline neocon type, if you say anarchist, he's probably going to freak the fuck out. So like maybe don't immediately just like trigger him unless that's the response you're going for. Cause I actually find sometimes it is helpful to fucking trigger people. And if that's, you know I mean? Like I don't mean go nuts with it, but sometimes even on an individual level, if you get them, especially if you know, it's something that you're like, I can totally like, if they freak out, I can kind of like, you know, I can handle it. Like if they, if they bring it like, well, what about this? And you're like, well, that, I mean, as long as you know, it's something you can handle. And like, and mm -hmm. if the biggest thing is to maintain your demeanor, you know, you're uh, what's, what's it, what's it say in the military? You're a military uh, fucking uh, 
your oh, bearing bearing if you maintain that and you stay relaxed and it's not that you're not showing you're getting upset and they're getting upset and you're able to show that you're basically right essentially they may like like but you know they're gonna think on that later and be like mm, i don't know you know i don't know if you have any thoughts that's actually really just i yeah. remember like i meant to say earlier <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly uh yeah i feel like in some cases it is better to um not like not like almost like almost like publicly embarrass them like i guess like i guess you said on an individual level but i mean like get them angry to where like it's almost comical that they're mad and to the point to where like they they have to realize they're they're being over like they're trying to defend something so hard that they're, they're that, that that's why they're mad is because they can't logically connect it anymore. So the only option they have is to get angry. And uh, I think that really, I think it works stuff like that. I would do to like family members because <laughs> I can handle when they get mad. I know how they act and like, they're my family and like it's in the end of the day, we're all going to love each other. Um, so like I, I honestly, I, I would try to poke at my parents sometimes to try to get them wild up and i think it i think overall it it works because once they realize that they're not even arguing from a logical standpoint anymore they're just arguing from emotion and then if you're conservative you can hit them with like well facts don't care about your feelings <laughs> and they get really mad but i think they come come to in the end and be like okay i think you were right but i find it I find it to be almost harder and easier for some veterans to understand that. Like some veterans, it's easy for them to be like, yeah, that makes sense. And just accept like they already, they've already accepted the reality. But I feel like there's some veterans that if you say that it hurts their identity. Like, I, I mean, if you criticize the war state and something like that, and especially if they served or lost anyone when they were over there, it gets really emotional for them. And in, in some cases it's like, maybe I should just let them think that, that, you know, the, the, the propaganda military industrial complex, uh, the ideas that they're, they're fighting for freedom and Liberty. And I was like, so, sometimes I just leave people alone. Like maybe you should just live in that fantasy. Cause I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like some people, if they break out of the fantasy, they almost crack a little bit. I don't know about you. Maybe I'll ask you this. But I was pretty black pilled right after I kind of became red pilled. Was that about yeah. the same for you, or are you different? Yeah, no, I, I'm actually going to be talking to. I was supposed to do it yesterday, but my cat decided to give birth. Uh, fucking, I was supposed to have Clint on yesterday, and we were going to talk about uh, the clear pill, which is the because uh, I mean, really, the way it generally works is you go red. Well, it's blue, red, uh, blue, red, black, white, and then I think, and uh, this is something I think Molebugs talk about, but I don't. I even really looked into his definition too much. But this is kind of my definition, and then clear, clear is kind of like realism. Um, so, but like, yeah, and it was definitely, I got black pilled after red pill. Cause there's that period uh, of time where you're like, Oh fuck. And like, I was honestly, I probably was semi black pill for a long time. And then like COVID when that kicked in, I got like super black pill, like, Oh fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah our, like, our, our podcast episodes right after the COVID lockdown were a lot more aggressive and we were just, I mean, we were drinking more like that's all we could do. <laughs> 
I would legit go outside with like my, cause I live out in the country and I have like a couple acres. I would like lock my fucking door, my fucking gates every night when it was like at the peak. And I was legit yeah. like going out with some fucking smoking with my AR over slung over my shoulder. Just like kind of like walk around the property, looking around, just, yeah, just like yeah. kind of, like, <laughs> I got like a whole loadout <laughs> set up and shit. Like I have everything ready to go. Like for the Are you, are you from a, are you from a small town? Uh, I mean, I live in Florida and I'm, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a small town, but I live kind of close to like, uh, the city ish. I'm like 45 minutes outside of Tampa and there's like some, but I'm like from a small town. I grew up in Maine. It was where I was born and I grew up in a small town there and I I lived in Tennessee and I was a small town there. So I've lived in rural like my whole life. And then like being in Tampa. Yeah. I grew up in a very small town and like white right like I started patrolling the property and I was like that literally sounds like something like people in my small town would have done like you know the city folk are getting crazy out there like we got to we got to check the property a little bit <laughs> Yeah no I I got I got like really ready cuz I was like I was legit convinced for a while that fucking it was going to kick off and then I realized the conservatives were not about that shit so I'm like well no they're not going to kick it off so Yeah Get everything yeah. ready it's wild <laughs> yeah man we, we yeah we still we bought a shit ton of canned food we still have some canned food man we have so much canned food we're like we didn't know what was gonna happen and oh man that was, <laughs> that was, that was i mean i lost my job the day the lockdown started and i was like holy Ooh. fuck this is it this is yeah. it like I i'm mean, gonna was, get hungry soon <laughs> i mean you know what my job is and i've mentioned it multiple times so i was still getting paid throughout but i was like going to work less oh, yeah. so it gave me more to like all right, I'm going to start securing the property. I'm going to like start doing this. <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, I got, I started like running, like getting back in a really good shape. Cause I was like, you know, I gotta be fit to fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was wild. Mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, and I, my, my parents, like they, they, they still live in that small town I grew up in and uh, they thought, they thought, they thought the same thing. They're like, there's going to be riots. The, the world's gonna collapse like my parents were so scared and i was like oh my god like and then Dude, there were you know, rockets i mean yeah yeah there for sure was like a couple months later. i mean luckily i think my parents were more like they were on the news and there was black lives matter people saying that they're gonna leave the cities and go into the suburbs that's when my parents were like okay and my dad went out and bought a gun that was like i mean he already had he already had a few guns but he went out and bought a newer gun for my mom <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i got a little excited because like i wish a motherfucker would because like i literally live on a cul-de-sac and i'm the last house so i'm like oh this will be fun <laughs> and i live at like it's like where i'm at is like deeded out for everyone has at least an acre so it's like and it's like a semi nice ish neighborhood so it's like if yeah. anything it's like a redneck rich neighborhood so it's like Dude, we were, yeah, <laughs> they're ready. We, li- we were living, we were living in the ghetto when this was happening. We we were, I don't want to be racist, but we, me and Luke were the only white people on the block, and someone was murdered across the sh- <laughs> murdered across the street. Uh, yeah, I mean, me and Luke were like, dude, if a race war happens, we are <laughs> fucked right now. We are so fucked. But uh, our neighbor, it, I, it was wild, dude. Uh, I was really surprise i mean we we talked to a few of our neighbors when we lived there but um not not too many we all kind of kept just kept to ourselves um but right when it happened we were out back i don't know what we were doing out back i can't remember but our neighbor came over and then he was like we're just talking to him he's like dude this is he's like this is wild this is crazy and at the end of it he's like hey man um 
I'll watch your stuff if you watch mine. And we're like, we looked at him, we're like, yeah, man, we got you. And it was like a cool moment where like this, I mean, we probably talked to that guy like two times prior to that. And he came over and was like trying, I mean, that was awesome. I, I res- like loved it. Cause it was like, you know, two human beings in this weird, crazy situation. And this guy's offering like, Hey man, I got your back if you got mine. And it was kind of a cool moment. Yeah, we had a lot of that where I was at because I mean, like, I live out in the country. I mean, I mean, a lot yeah. kind of people are already there, but I'm like very cute to myself. But I started really starting to learn my neighbors and stuff. And uh, yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was well. It's funny. My best friend's actually black, so like we w- there was a lot of funny jokes to be had when like the race war shit was getting hot because I was like, dude, you need to come <laughs> yeah. to my house when the shit pops off, like just in case whoever wins, you know, like we have one of each side, a representative. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we have a representative from both sides. Yeah. We had, uh, uh, we, it's me and then Luke. And then my other roommate that lives with us, he's a black guy. So any he like, he's like, dude, you're our, you're our ticket in man. Like, I don't know who's going to win this war, but we're in the city and city has a lot more minorities. So like if, yeah. if the blacks are take over this block of the neighborhood, man, you got to help us like get out like the underground railroad. <laughs> no, I mean, we were just more like, all right, you'll be the one who checks the mail and waves at the neighbors. If, if it's a black swing, you know, <laughs> We'll hide inside like Anne Frank. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bring it back to messaging. Uh, there was one thing you touched on there that I think is important. I think it, when you're talking about messaging, I think it's important to understand who your audience is. And you kind of brought up like shaming people. And this is one thing I think is just a, a smart thing tactically is to realize like, who are you dealing with? Cause I do think whenever you're dunking on someone or shitting on someone, like I mentioned earlier, like to get like to to be to get someone going a little bit, but then kind of keep your demeanor and then kind of just calmly be like, well, this is why. But you kind of almost sort of intentionally got them going a little bit. That's one thing just to get them going. But now, like if you're going to full on dunk on them, I think the only time that's useful is if you have an audience, because yeah, because you're, you're not going to the, the way conflict works is you're not going to win someone over that way. Like, I think if you just do it a little bit, like I said, for the first example, you can get them a little bit and you kind of get them going and then they kind of start to realize they're being crazy and you're not. But if you're going, if you're Mm going to wild out or whatever and fucking just shit on them and just dunk on them and make them look retarded, like you need to realize you're not going to win them. You need to do the the audience. And that's kind of the art of social media. Cause like, I, I love to fuck with people online, but it's like, I do realize like, I'm not convincing this motherfucker. (laughs) it's more just like everyone else to be like whoa you know like so their own homies can be like holy shit like yeah i look stupid (laughs) and then they start to reconsider their opinions yeah yeah most of the time i will only try to dunk on is like verified people on twitter the most um more i don't know people that are at least part of the cathedral or like big supporters of it some way those are the ones i really try to shame the most there are some people <laughs> that have annoyed me enough to where I just want like I just want them to shut up and I want to embarrass them. Um, but yeah, I think you're right about the audience thing because if it's just like I don't know, if someone I hate it sometimes I'll like retweet someone and like make a point or call them a hypocrite or make fun of them in some way. Then they'll DM me and I'm like well, I'm not going to argue you argue with you through the DMs. This is not <laughs> I, I gain nothing from this. Like so I don't know. I, I do agree that 
like if you're if you're when it's like a public platform i i almost see twitter as like the new times square like if you're if there's two people that are having some sort of political <laughs> debate out in the, the middle of a crowd like you don't hear you like hear you look at this yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like if there's if there's uh you want to make fun of someone or something you gotta like you're not gonna win that guy over so just i don't know i i, I, I don't know what it is i don't know what it is about I, I think it's probably with like this whole like cancel culture but people want you to dunk on people like that is what they want they want you to like embarrass them i don't know why but I mean, I like it. I thrive in it. So <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why that is, but that seems what you a lot of people want. I mean, Ben Shapiro got famous off of going to college campuses and just shaming uh, liberal college students. I mean, I, that it seems like this weird, like online culture is just like dunk on people and make them look as stupid as possible. And for your base and other people that are like your base that so you can get more of a following. Like, I don't know. I don't really know why why we're like that, but that seems to be the most effective way, at least for my Twitter account has been. It works though. I mean, like, look at Tower Gang. Like, that's what Tower Gang is. Yeah. It's just fucking. It's just shitting on blue checks, and then like also adding in the fallacy of like, look at the numbers of people. And like, while we mm -hmm. are smart enough to realize, hey, a, a certain amount of people not believing something's a, or believing a certain thing doesn't add any credence to it, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They're like, holy shit. There's like. 20 people that just made up a fucking thing to call me a fucking, you know, night or <laughs> yeah. big facts, big bitch tits or whatever, like we did for Seth Rogen, <laughs> like shit like that. Like, yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I, that's why I love the tower gang thing. Cause it's like, it, it makes it, it's like the numbers. Like it's like a huge numbers, even though it's like one little message and usually it's funny or dumb. And, but a lot of times it's, it, it goes along with the situation and uh, I, I think it works very well because like all of us, it, I mean, we got, there was like a one that we did a while ago where this journalist basically shut off her, her account and like locked her account for a while. And it was like, we literally just scared her away from talking to her own or to, to people on Twitter. And I was like, that's really, really cool. And I think they can't handle it. I think it's like, they never have had this much hate online before or something especially if it's like the lower level blue check marks where it just because they wrote like they wrote for some shitty news organization and they get a check mark because they're a journalist like i don't know those ones definitely can't handle it they i mean a lot of their tweets they get like four or five comments and it's usually something boring and stupid so when you see like dick balls being like down their timeline they're like wait what the fuck and then all these memes and, and people shitting on them like I, it, it's got to freak him out just a, at least a little bit it is kind of great i feel like it's exposing how ineffectual and barren they are essentially i was i shared something recently and i was like here's a what your white pill for the day and i don't remember who it was i think it was like i don't know i'm not even gonna try to remember it was some large like what you would think of a large thing and like they were sharing a post and it was like almost a day old and had barely any, any reactions. And it was like, I don't know. There, there's more to the story than I just said, but the point is like the people like, yes, they have large followings, but they don't have really, there's not really anything there. They're just hollow. They're just like, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what I think the great thing about like tower gangs kind of exposing is like, no one can kind of stop it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really cool because it's it like Twitter, Twitter is almost like uncoordinated where at least most of the time it feels that way where someone makes a tweet and then 
you'll see someone like retweet it and like counter it, like, you know, clap back or whatever. And then their followers will jump in. But Tower Game made it like almost coordinated to where it's like, we're going to get, you know, all these different accounts rent run to this uh, page. And then, you know, just because there's so many comments on it and like all these different profiles that a lot of them have decent followings or some of them have pretty big followings. And it's really cool to watch. Like we almost forced the Twitter algorithm to sh- make this pop up on people's timeline. Like now mm-hmm. we are making the propaganda. Like it's pretty cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's dope. And it's like, and it's cool. Cause like I said, like I was kind of getting with the, like the hollowness of it is like, we are like, for example, like Nick Sarwak is an eternal ratio. Now, like everything he does is a ratio. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and it, it's like, we immediately just jump on him and get him with some dumb <laughs> shit. And it's mostly like tower yeah. gang, but it's like, you know what? Cool. Your existence is a ratio now. And it's like, like that's kind of what we are. Like, I don't know who I was talking about recently, but I was kind of like, honestly, like, I know it sounds dumb, but like, I feel like Tower Gang in, in a lot of ways has done more than damn near LP National has done as of late. <laughs> like, oh, that's for goddamn sure. That is like, for goddamn sure, dude. Like, like I, this, that's what blows me my mind, dude. I mean, this is what honestly pissed me off the most about the Libertarian Party. It was besides that it was shitty messaging. It was that they barely send any messages at all. I mean, we were been on lockdown for the past year for uh, some people. So all they have is social media to look at and what's going on. And uh, the LP will tweet something like, I don't know, like once a week sometimes. It's like, what the fuck, dude? You're missing all these moments go right by. And then Tower Games turn around and literally Tower Games like multiple people a day. Like that's it's uh, it's way better and brings way more attention and it's fun it's not boring politics like this is the libertarian stance on covid vaccines ours are like fuck your vaccine like fuck you we're not no it's like bold and right to the point like this is how people feel it's not this whole way around politics like i don't know tower gang is just way it's i i think it's built besides maybe the mises caucus which somehow they got kind of involved with the tower gang um, I think they have put out some good messaging, but, uh, tower ganging on Twitter, at least in my opinion, dude, it's like, I, I look at my timeline and it might be because the people I follow, but I look at my timeline and it's like, God damn, dude, it's like all tower gangs. And it's like, wait, who are these people that are tower gang? There's like another group. And then there's like the ladies are tower ganging. Like, oh, there's all these different groups. And that most of my timeline is like people getting tower gang left and right. Yeah, there's multiple group chats, and there's coordination within the group chats, and it's this whole thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's fucking wild. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know what I wanted to say. Fucking uh, Tower Gang, though, you mentioned like with LPMC. We, I, we sort of, I mean, it's kind of mostly Dave Smith. I'll give it probably like 60%, and the guy from LK, LPKY may deny it, but we at Tower Gang like fucking accept some responsibility for the LK, LPKY tweet because what happened was they tried to jump into Tower Gang and they had that gay shit where they're like, we're going to fucking have LP accounts get into fucking Tower Gang and blah, blah, blah. And we were oh, like, yeah, yeah. immediately were like, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking nerds. And like, and like we had some people, I remember at the time like in the group chat, we're like, I don't know, it could be cool having some like credence of the Libertarian Party coming in. And we're like, now I remember I was like hardcore, like, Fuck no. They're going to be the death of Tower <laughs> Gang. Keep them the fuck out. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm like, sure, some of them are based. 
but like there's not enough of them that are based to have, be worth a goddamn thumb to fuck off yeah and then and that was like right around that time is like right when they dropped that tweet and i'm like all right well that's kind of based <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i remember that because I, I can't keep up with the group chat as much as you guys yeah. i work i work during the day um but every like i get a lunch break and i'll look and like the atmosphere at one day was like fuck these people and then like when they made that tweet like everyone was like all right that's pretty base like but fuck those people <laughs> yeah i mean i just if anything that made me double down like if i'm just bully them they'll just be better <laughs> you're never getting in here <laughs> like maybe one day you'll earn my approval but you better do some crazy shit because it ain't this day and even then yeah. like we were talking in the beginning that my thing, I even said that tweet. I was like, if anything, I was like, this actually makes my point of why they're not cut out for Tower Gang because that wasn't even really that crazy. And if anything, that no. just proves what a bitch show no. fucking the LP is because it's like that wasn't that bad. No, <laughs> like, no, we- not at all. Like that's that's a thing too. And I don't, I, I say this sometimes, but like as a veteran man, like you, I you could have been way more brutal with that messaging. Like I, I. I ramp it up to 45 per, like fucking 100%. Like I don't care. Um I, I like people like oh it doesn't it's not an exact analogy like I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I don't care. Like yeah, I want it worse. to be like this most hyperbolic <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to be this most like hyperbolic thing cuz I want people to look at it and be like, "Oh my god, like yeah. that's that's an insane stance to have." But the thing is, is like that one was like milk toast to the messaging that I want, and it got a shit ton of traction, and like yeah. there was people upset about it. So it's like, man, like what if we just turn that turn that dial up a little bit? Yeah, like, I'd say they just start giving dial. out LP accounts to Tower Gang members, <laughs> <laughs> dude. With our, like, what you can have fifty uh, in a group chat, right? It's more. We're up to like seventy in one of them. Oh, I thought I thought they capped out at fifty or whatever because I was like, "That's all fifty states, dude." If Tower Gang can infest all the libertarian state parties. At least you go further. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> high tech too. We have one dude because I meant to mention this earlier. We have one dude who got to the point because like now we're like have so much traffic going on in there. He's he literally created a spreadsheet to track and he'll add a hashtag to each fucking tower. That way he can track it later. And he like literally has a spreadsheet tracking every one of them. Last week we had 79. Now we literally have <laughs> metrics for this shit. <laughs> oh my God. That is so cool. That is That's, so cool. Shout out to Toad. He's one of the, uh, for those of you interested, yeah. man, there's a podcast now. So Tower Power Hour. So, uh, you know, fucking yeah. Toad is one of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how this all happened, dude. I was in the, I don't know if it was the original group chat. I don't know. I think I was in like, I think it was the first one when they first started uh tower ganging but i like again i wasn't really paying attention i was just like i tell me where to add a letter just tell me where to add a letter and then i guess i got kicked or the chat got destroyed or whatever it was so then i basically begged to get back into the 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 other one and then i thought it was going to be the same one but then like you were in there and then toad and then all of a sudden they post the link for like tower power podcast. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck dude? Like I felt like the old guy where like, I, I stopped paying attention for three weeks and now there's a whole culture around the tower gang thing. I'm like, Holy yeah, shit. This shit is blew fast. up. <laughs> shit yeah. blew up. It's like been everywhere. It's like, well, what happened is like, we were the beta. Like we called ourselves uh, they, I think the original name of the group chat was like tower gang reinforcements, but we always joked and called ourselves beta. Like, and then we call the other one, the original guys, alpha. 
And like, but we'd always make okay. jokes about like whenever we would outdo you guys, we'd be like, well, we're the real fucking alpha now. And then like whenever the <laughs> whenever the group chat got nuked, we were like, fuck. <laughs> like we are alpha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, I, um, I, yeah. I, I got yeah. invited to like this random group, but it wasn't like the same people. And I was like, I don't know anyone in here. I, I was like not friends with them. I was like, dude, how am I? I'm like, my tower gang got destroyed, and now I'm just trying to find the closest one. And, like, I was in a weird one. Like, there's only, like, two people I followed. I was like, who are these people? And I didn't even know there was another one. I was like, how many of these are out there right now? Like, this is insane. Yeah, I, like, literally just kind of sort of started Twitter. And then someone, uh, his name's Cody on there, but I'm pretty sure it's a fake name. Yeah. And, like, he, uh, he was like... I don't know. I think he just like messaged me once. I don't know what he said. Something along the lines of like, "Hey, you seem pretty based. Come here." <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and then he just threw me in there. I and actually, like, all right, what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> I remember him talking about that because at one we, I, I was when we were really going off one night, and he's like, "I can't, I can't add anyone anymore. Like, Twitter has a max account." And he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start a new one." And then it was like two days later. He's like, "Guys, I don't know what I did, but there's a lot of." group chats out there at least that's what luke told me and i was like really like i don't think it's that like no one no it's not because like i don't know i thought i got i got suspended one day because i I spam they called me i was spamming too much and i mean i added i we we tower ganged a lot of people that was the day we i think we did elizabeth warren with smallpox blankets and uh yeah i got banned i got banned for 24 hours or whatever so then i laid low and then i realized it wasn't in the group chat anymore but yeah cody Co- i think cody either was like the original original where he helped orchestrate it and was like the admin original admin for the group chat but uh yeah i think he's i mean he's been very active and still today in the tower gang yeah no it, it took on a took on a life of its own like we had fucking um like uh we had we realized when we had multiple like podcasters in the fucking group we're like why don't we just start like a legion of skank uh, skank style type podcast but for like tower gang people like and like we even develop segments that are like to kind of guide conversation and like and the thing is too it's like a rotating cast because it's like you know a lot of us have our own other podcasts so we can't do it all the time like i'm not there for every episode i think i've only been for like two there's only been like four so i think i've been for like two of them but it's like wow. I don't know. This guy intense. Like you got Toad, who's like one of the main guys. Who he's the one who's in the spreadsheet thing. He's also in every single group chat. So he's like the coordination guy. We call him. He now he's Toad the Tower God. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah, shit's getting wild. No, I'm uh, I'm definitely interested to see where this goes because uh, we've already developed fucking fail safes for when they start getting you for the letters. Like for example, we did a send nudes to AOC, but we did each letter was a sentence. So, <laughs> like, oh. so it's like, how do you stop that? Like, because we it, we yeah. literally even did it. We're like, hey, don't be crazy. Like, so it was like, I think the first one was like, surely you can't be serious, and then it was like the next one was like, uh, e- even I would never say such a thing. And there's like, like, oh, like that's <laughs> good. And then the last person was like, show like, uh, show me your tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god that's hilarious i've anyway, seen people try to do like a tower game with gifts it didn't work out very well though yeah i heard someone mention that but i just i don't know that sounds that sounds cringe <laughs> yeah. i don't know why. i don't yeah. like that idea it, of that yeah it would have to, i don't know it would have to you'd have to be really creative with it for it to work i think yeah i don't know yeah, we, we've gotten pretty high tech with some of them, but the, the send nudes ones is probably like the ones that I'm like, this is the future. <laughs> <laughs> we are evolving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I know. Because that, that one, too, we were like, we can't tell a fucking politician to show us her titties and not get banned. So we're like, well, we'll have to go a little bit above. I'm like, well, this is what we're going to have to do later whenever they get really crazy about it. So Did, did anyone get banned or did, for that? No, not no. that I know wow. of. Um, Even the yeah. show me your tits? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like no, especially no. AOC, because I feel yeah. like her followers would, uh, you know, report that shit as fast as possible. No, yeah. The weird thing though is I'm wondering because I I'm kind of a refugee from Facebook. I, I like I was, I mean, I still have a presence on Facebook, sort of. I'm more just there for promotion. But I like Facebook is where I came from, and I I really liked it. And then it just got really super gay, and they started banning everything. And I yeah. just eventually was like, I'm I'm out. I can't do this anymore. It's like. Literally, the last straw for me was my share the Mussolini quote that was like, it was like fascism can more accurately be called corporatism because the merger of uh, of public and state or some shit like that. And I was like, this has got to be the most goddamn ironic thing to get banned for. And so that was when I was like, yeah, I'm not really, this is not. So I moved to Twitter and I'm wondering if what's going to happen, because what it seemed like would happen on Facebook, it would be like, it would be like never my really over the line shit that would get hit. It would be some other random shit. And like, but it would be like a technically, you know, like say I mentioned mm. Hitler and like, oh, well, you know, the algorithm picked that up. And so I'm wondering if Twitter is going to end up getting like that, though, where they're like, it's clearly some sort of algorithm where it's kind of sort of kind of targeted because like where mm. it's like they'll get you for other shit, but it won't seem like they're getting you for like the tower type stuff or whatever, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, I th- uh, we got kicked off or our Facebook page got kicked off Facebook, but ours got kicked off when around the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. We were sharing a bunch of Kyle Rittenhouse memes and Facebook did not did not appreciate that. No. Um, so we just left. We just never bothered with Facebook anymore. But yeah, I think honestly, I think Twitter's just going to get worse. But uh, I think it's almost a good thing because the worse and worse that Twitter like enforces the rules like I don't know, ever since like just Donald Trump left, Twitter got a not as fun anymore like yeah just a little bit and if more and more people they kick off the more rules they put in like they're just gonna make twitter like this corporate boring social media site and then i think it'll force people to leave or by their own want and won't own will to leave because twitter i think twitter will just suck eventually yeah and the more these mainstream ones push back the more other avenues will be created because i mean that's where you got like i mean parlor while it got nuked that was an example you got me we you got I know there's all sorts of shit now. So it's like the more they clamp down, the more other shit happens. And really, MeWe got super big when fucking Facebook was clamping down around the election time. Like, and so that's when that mm-hmm. grew like crazy. But yeah. Anyways, we're fucking rambling now and we've kind of covered it. So let's uh let's go ahead and hit up your plugs. What you what you got, homie? <laughs> all right. So uh, I'm Typo, I'm the host of Biting the Bullet. You can find our podcast pretty much anywhere on any podcatcher but you can also go to our website biting the bullet uh, biting the bullet pod.com and that'll give you links to all of our social media and uh anywhere that you can find the podcast and you can play it from the website too if you want and uh you can follow me on twitter at uh keep it uh, at keep it oh my god i'm gonna say, I'm gonna say luke's <laughs> at the real typo is me and uh yeah that's pretty much all i got for our plugs Cool. I'm on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. I'm also anywhere audio podcasts are at. I'm also on the Liberty Movement YouTube and BitChute. Uh, this one probably won't be going up there. Uh, Liberty Movement's on Facebook and MeWe. If you want to hit me up for any reason, you can hit me up at thelibertymovementglobal at gmail.com. You also can, like we've mentioned Twitter a lot, so you can hit me up at fucking, uh, I'm Gallison Jose, at Gallison Jose on there. Or you can just type in Jose Gallison. It's whatever. You'll find me. It's pretty easy. It's my face. Uh, but, um, 
Yeah, uh, you can, uh, like I said earlier, give me fucking money so I can keep doing this. I literally just need three patrons, and I will break it even, and that's all I fucking need. <laughs> that's all I ask for, break even. I have no delusions of making a lot of money. I just want to not lose money. That way my wife can fucking not give me shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. I'd really appreciate it if you do that. Help spread the word of the show. Yeah, with that, deuces. Thanks for coming, Typo. This was really fun. We'll have to do something else some other time. So Yeah, for sure. We'll have to have you on our podcast. All righty. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I look forward to it. All right. Done. Bye. <laughs>